Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's time for another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast, Bears Banter, powered by Windy City Gridiron and SB Nation. Bill Zimmerman with you. And I've got a podcast planned for later in the week, but I needed to get things off my chest today. It couldn't wait. It needed to happen because George McCaskey held yet again another press conference that leaves Chicago Bears fans scratching their heads. There is so much to unpack in this press conference and everything about this press conference bothered me. Everything. There's not one thing other than good questions from many of the Bears beat writers. There is nothing that came out of the mouth of George McCaskey that I found at all encouraging about this process. And sure, you're going to hear some people say, let the process you know, play itself out. Let's see what happens. And the only thing, and I think I saw it on Twitter, I don't remember who, but the only thing you can hope for at this point is that a stopped clock is right twice a day and that George McCaskey will get this hire done properly by basically pure dumb luck because his process is a mess. First of all, let's start at the beginning of the press conference. Very nice to tip the cap. To, to Jeff Dickerson, but then to tie it into this, you need to lecture high school, you know, the, the Matt Nagy getting booed at the high school game with his kid playing. That was, what, six weeks ago? And look, it was uncalled for. I'm not going to sit here and support the fans, but basically every person, Bears players, media members, everyone already said that was an inappropriate move by those fans. George McCaskey did not need to start off his press conference by lecturing Bears fans about what they should and shouldn't do. This was a, pre- he had just fired the head coach and the general manager. And before he gets to any of that, he needs to, I, that wasn't necessary at all. And then he dives into his his statements and, and, and what he's looking for. And there's so many things that he says that he can't marry together because he doesn't have any base of knowledge about football. And it's really remarkable at this point that the McCaskey family has, I don't know, 10 kids, whatever the total is. And we hear reports that, that Brian McCaskey, who's one of the younger McCaskeys, is the guy that knows football and might actually be able to do the chairman job well. But he doesn't have any power, any control. I mean, he's on the board, but he doesn't have any power, any control. George McCaskey has it because Virginia put Michael in charge. Michael was the oldest. 
Michael, unfortunately, had to step aside, you know, for, for the wrong reasons, for, for health conditions and everything. You know, RIP Michael McCaskey. And then George McCaskey ticket took over. Why? Was George McCaskey the next best person for the job? No, George McCaskey was the next oldest. And that appears to be how Virginia would handle things as long as Virginia is still around. So now George McCaskey's in charge, and he's accomplished nothing in a decade. Really, as the chairman of his team, he has accomplished absolutely nothing. So we look at this a little further, and, and you know, credit to some of the Bears beat writers, and I think this one came from Potsy about holding George McCaskey accountable. Who's holding George McCaskey accountable for his job and his role in everything? Because he, you know, the buck stops with George and it hasn't done very well. And he basically said that he spoke with ownership and ownership, you know, endorses what he's doing and has signed off and wants him to keep his job. He, he said ownership. Do, do we really need to dive into the fact that George McCaskey sat up there at a press conference and said, Mom said I'm doing a good job. I mean, how many of us, you know, my, my mother, rest rest in peace, if she was evaluating my job performance, I would have rocketed to CEO of whatever company I was in within a year and a half. I'd have gold stickers all over my, my, my work papers. You, that's the most ridiculous thing. Mom said I could keep my job. And then even further beyond that, George McCaskey says in the press conference that they're going to change things and that the GM's no longer going to report to Ted Phillips. The GM's going to report directly to me. Okay, great. So the GM's now reporting to George McCaskey. Later in the press conference, when they're asking George McCaskey to evaluate football and the football operations, George McCaskey, which he has said in the past, says, I'm a fan, not a football evaluator. Okay. So you're not a football evaluator, but you will have the general manager report directly to you so you can evaluate your general manager. You cannot marry those two statements together. That statement right there is the entire problem with this Bears organization. You can blame Matt Nagy. You can blame Mitch Trubisky. You can blame Ryan Pace. You can blame Ted Phillips. You can blame whoever you want. But the, at the top, with ownership, it's broken. And it's broken because they can't hold football operations accountable. And they had an opportunity to do it. They had a damn opportunity to do it. They could have restructured the organization and they chose not to. And they even asked, the reporters asked, George, what about restructuring this organization so you can lessen a hand in football operations because you admit you know nothing about football? And George goes, well, this is our structure, this GM. George, your structure doesn't work. It doesn't work, George. Pay attention. You know, you got Dan Weeder putting out tweets about how basically the entire NFL knows the Bears have their heads in the sand and they don't understand reality and what the situation is around Hallis Hall. And you really get the idea that they don't. They don't know what is going on because every time they have an opportunity to make real change, they don't do it. So what is this? We're just literally going back to 2014. We are literally going back, or 2015, to Ernie Acorsi hiring Ryan Pace and John Fox. This is the same situation, except change Ernie Acorsi with Bill Polian. Now, would I rather have Bill Polian making this decision than George McCaskey? Absolutely. 
But could we have someone who's been in the league the last 10 years and isn't 80 years old making these decisions? There are certain things about Bill Polian. Yes, you look at the resume and go, it's impressive. But Bill Polian, who in recent years has said Johnny Manziel should be fourth overall, who said Lamar Jackson can't play quarterback in the NFL, he needs to be converted to wide receiver. The, there's, there's others too. Bill Polian, this is where his evaluation process is as a football guy, is now going to determine who needs to run this organization for the next, hopefully 10 to 15 years, but at least for the next three or four. This is such a critical hire with Justin Fields and making sure you have the right people to prop him up, put things around him, have him develop, have talent around him, and, and make this team a stalwart in the NFC for years to come. It's critical. And now you sit here, you have no confidence that this organization is going to put the right people in place. Like I said, it's literally, will the stop clock be right twice in a day? That's the only hope this team has because their ownership is just lost. And to sit there and go, well, Bill Polian wrote a book about how to put together a Super Bowl contender. Well, whoop-de-doo. There's plenty of people that have written books about NFL. Who cares about Bill Polian's book? Are we seriously? I mean, how many times was that brought up in the press conference about Bill Polian's book? We're, we're making decisions based on Bill Polian trying to make a few extra bucks and write a book? That's what's going on? And, you know, you heard reports throughout this entire, leading up to this process, the last few weeks of the season, that Ted Phillips was going to get moved out of football operations. And they kind of did it, right? They, George kind of said, oh, he's gonna, the GM's gonna report to me. And, and you sit there and think that things are going in the right direction a little bit. And then George sits there and says, well, Ted Phillips is gonna be involved in the hiring of this general manager and head coach. And the, the media sa actually says, why, George, why? It hasn't worked, why would you go back to him? Because I trust Ted Phillips. Maybe you shouldn't trust Ted Phillips. And I'm not blaming Ted Phillips for, for this mess because Ted Phillips is an accountant and should be in the business operations and has no business being in the football operations. None. And Ted Phillips knows he shouldn't be in football operations. So the fact that he was making decisions and, and holding Ryan Pace accountable in football operations is more on George than it's on Ted. You can't blame Ted for being put in a job that he physically, he just can't do. He does not have, you know, the, the knowledge to hold Ryan Pace accountable. He does not have knowledge to hold the next GM accountable, which he won't have to do. But George McCaskey is the only guy who's going to be holding him accountable. So all George has done is taken two football dumb people to hold the GM accountable. And now it's just made one football dumb person to hold the GM accountable. They had an opportunity. They needed to restructure this organization. And for those of you who disagree with me, who are sitting there going, oh, well, there's plenty of NFL organizations. Most of the NFL organizations do not have the president of football ops and the general manager. Only a few do. That's fine. But they're not the Chicago Bears. They don't have the McCaskies owning this team basically having no idea and how they have been around football their whole lives. Their whole lives they've been around football and one out of this many children took any interest in, in football. George McCaskey, I think all George wants to do is be a fan. He doesn't, I don't even feel like he wants to be the chairman of this football team. The only thing he wants to do is try and win another championship 
uh, for his mother before she goes, and he doesn't know how to do that. It's just Groundhog Day. It's over and over and over again. And maybe the Bears will make some impressive hires here, and maybe they will get the, the, the everything on the right track. I'm not saying we are doomed forever. But what I am saying is that there is right now zero reason to have confidence in this organization. Maybe they get lucky, but there is zero, absolutely none. I cannot come up with one reason why you should have any confidence in George McCaskey and the, the, the board of directors to be making the right football decisions. You, you want to talk about social media, you want to talk about business, you want to talk about Arlington Heights. I don't, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the way to make the football organization, the football operations, the best it can be. They don't know what they're doing. All we heard about for years is how Ryan Pace updated Hallis Hall and changed the way the Bears are thinking about things and, and, and was a forward-thinking GM. That's great, but the difference is we, you know, McCaskey put, put pace on this pedestal because of these things he did, but this is what NFL teams are doing nowadays. You know, George talks about what Ryan Pace did as this, like, groundbreaking, no one in the league had ever thought about this kind of stuff before. Any GM worth his weight would have been doing that stuff. George doesn't realize that because George just doesn't have the knowledge to be leading this organization. He just doesn't. And then, you know, before we finish up, this beef with Olin Krutz, shut up, George. Shut up. There is enough around this organization about how they treat former players for George McCaskey to basically call Olin Krutz a liar is a bunch of nonsense. And, and the fact that he came after him like that is really just a bunch of crap. Olin Krutz has zero reason to lie. Not a one. Olin Krutz is, is a stand-up guy. He's a football guy. He's feisty. You don't want to cross him. But Olin Krutz does not lie. Olin Krutz gives his opinions. He's not making things up. Olin Krutz sat there and he confirmed it with Harry. He said, plenty of people have confirmed this story from Olin Krutz. And George McCaskey did not even sit there and apologize and say there was a, a miscommunication, just something. No, he just denied it. Olin Krutz doesn't have a reason to lie. George McCaskey has a reason to lie because his organization looks like a bunch of cheapskates. And, and someone who and an organization that disrespected probably one of the top 10 players this organization has seen in the last 20 to 30 years. So that's where McCaskey is coming from. So he has every reason to deny that and be like, oh, Olin, you know, he's got an ax to grind. Don't listen to him. Olin Krutz does not have a reason to lie and does not have a reason to make that up. And if you sit there and say, it's so preposterous of a story, it can't be true. Let me just tell you, there are stories like this that are just, you know, it's bull crap. That, that the former players have this little respect around Hallis Hall. And, and I'll tell you, and it's not my story to tell, so I will leave the name redacted. But I will tell you, for a fact, I heard it from the player himself. And now this was several years ago. This was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. But a prominent former Chicago Bears player, not, not an 85 Bear, but a prominent player. You all know him. If you are listening to this podcast, you know 100% 
who this player is. And you like this player most likely. I'm telling you right now. When, when, when you retire and you've had a certain amount of time with the organization, you get season tickets. It's, it's one of the perks, I guess, of being a, a former Chicago Bear. This particular person moved. And when he moved, the Chicago Bears did not send his season ticket renewal form to the proper address. It got around to the time of the usual year, you know, where, where you need to renew your season tickets. It's usually in like March. And he's sitting there going, oh, I haven't gotten my renewal form. So he goes out and calls the Bears and says, hey, I didn't get my renewal form. The ticket office says the deadline was two weeks ago. Your tickets are gone. He's like, what, what do you mean my tickets are gone? He goes, I never got the renewal form. I'm calling because, to, to let you know. They said, sorry, you don't have your tickets anymore. We gave them away. So this guy goes and calls a prominent person in the organization to say, hey, there was a, you know, he's not mad. He's just talking to the ticket office. He just said, he wants to sit there and say, hey, you know, this happened. This is the situation. You know, I just need to get this squared away. The individual never even called him back. He was completely ignored by the Chicago Bears over season tickets. So he basically said, F it, I don't want him anymore. That's how this team treats the organization. Not, hey, so-and-so hasn't gotten their renewal form in. You know, why, why isn't someone in alumni relations say, oh, oh, look at this guy. He hasn't gotten his renewal form in. Let's check in with him and make sure he wants to renew tickets. This, this Again, this is a prominent former Chicago Bear. And they just say, nope, and just strip you of your tickets and then blow you off. This is what the Chicago Bears organization does to their former players. So don't sit there and say, there's no way they offered Olin Cruz $15 an hour. This is a billion dollar company that was probably $50 an hour and he misheard them. No, don't sit there and believe the McCaskies because this is how this organization treats their former players. They have no idea what they're doing from the top down. They just don't. And it goes on and on and on. It's Groundhog Day. We come back to the same points over and over and over again. And I look, after 2018, I bought in on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. I was, you know, I, you want to call it desperate because finally you see this glimmer of hope and you think Ryan Pace and Matt, I thought Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were going to be together for the next decade. I thought this was it, that this organization had finally figured it out. And sure enough, they didn't. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's 2018 is the Dick, Dick Duron 2001 season. It's the same thing. It's just an anomaly around a bunch of mediocrity. That's all it is. In 2001, the ball bounced their right way. Mike Brown made some big plays. In, in 2018, it was about the defense creating turnovers, which even for great defenses, that's an anomaly. You just can't continue at that pace of, of creating that many turnovers. That's all 2018 was. It's a total anomaly, just like 2001. No sustained success around it. We know now that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were nothing but mediocre. And that's all you can expect for now with the Chicago Bears is mediocrity. And I'm excited for Justin Fields, and my hope is that Fields can overcome the crap of the Chicago Bears organization and, and carry this team into relevancy. This is our hope. Because at this point, I have no faith. And some of these early names coming out are the right names. Don't get me wrong. These are the right names that they should be looking at for general manager. But I still have no confidence that they're going to hire the right person. Because they have never given me hope that they will hire the right person. I mean, literally, when you look at the people that George McCaskey has hired, Phil Emery, 
Mark Tressman, John Fox, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, his best, his best hire is Ryan Pace. And I don't even think it, you can argue it. I don't think you can make an argument that he's at a better hire than Ryan Pace. And Ryan Pace is at best a below average GM in the league. He's proven it because Ryan Pace wouldn't learn from his mistakes. And here we are back at it again with a not someone outside the organization having to make hires for the organization because they simply don't know what they're doing. And that's the bottom line. They do not know what they're doing, so they're hoping Bill Polian can save their ass. It's pathetic, it's ridiculous, and I'm tired of it. And you, you sit there and go, why do I just keep coming back to this organization? Fandom just makes you crazy because you just keep expecting things to get better and they never, ever do. I had to get this off my chest. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I can't. After that press conference, and literally, I had the same thing. I screamed for 20 minutes a year ago because George McCaskey led an incompetent press conference. And here we are a year later, George McCaskey leading another incompetent press conference. A year ago, I said what George McCaskey decided to do would not work because you can't marry the quarterback position, solving it, and making sure you get in the playoffs in the same season unless they lucked in the, someone like Russell Wilson. You're going to get the quarterback in the draft which they did, tip of the cap, Ryan Pace, thank you on the way out the door. But you can't say draft a quarterback like Justin Fields and make the playoffs. It made no sense. It still makes no sense. And here we are, a wasted season for Justin Fields and his rookie contract. It's just going to keep happening. It's frustrating. And I just have so little hope that this organization is going to get it right. So that's it for now. We'll talk to you later this week. Bear down, everybody. Adios.